The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. We've swept every system in the Republic, and there's no sign of Sam or Steven. Hiding in the Outer Rim, Steven is. The outlying systems we must sweep. We don't have the listeners to spare. What about the droid attack on the podcast? He's right. That's not an episode we can afford to loot. <clears throat> Go, I will. Good relations with the hosts I have. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Steven. <laughs> you are Steven, and I'm Sam. That's okay. That's fine. What's what? No, you're fine. I don't know why. Up. I don't know why you got the giggles so much. I got the giggles already. Okay, let's get into it. Steven, we have an elephant in the room. What is the elephant in the room, Sam? The elephant in the room is that. What are we naming this episode? <laughs> See, Sam, I thought I just kind of assumed we were going to go ahead with like the Disney sequel naming convention, but then like. A couple people reached out to me and were like, hey, so, like, you know, are you going to do, like, like a Thrawn thing? Like, heir to the <laughs> podcast? Or is it going to be, is it going to, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, I hadn't considered that at all. I was thinking, like, the pod awakens or some shit. Um, I was thinking we could, we, we could, fuck you. I, don't, I put more effort into it than that. We could make no one happy and name, like, blend the two. Be like, uh, 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 heir to the Force Awakens. I don't know. Something. Somehow the podcast returned. <laughs> that's going to be our next opening bit. Like, oh, that's wait, good. But, but if we do that, we have to do sequel. It can't be. You're right. You're right. Back and okay. Forth. Okay. I'm sorry, dear listener. That nugget of gold is too good to pass up on. So dear, we're going to have to hold that one. Dear for- listener, so we can riff on those Disney sequels. We're going to need to go with a disney sequel naming convention <laughs> don't read it into it. it it's it's a comedic choice I yeah promise. It's, it's just because they're funnier than the thrawn trilogy it, they are fun i just finished the thrawn trilogy and i can confirm the objectively sequels the funnier. sequels are funnier maybe not intentionally trilogy. but definitely definitely there's a lot more to work with there well, have you, did you listen to an audiobook or did you actually, yeah i listened to an audiobook so have you considered just pausing and adding like a laugh track here and there you know i could think of several <laughs> scenes where that would work really well notably thrawn's death <laughs> Definitely laugh track worthy. I want to see his last. His like dying words are very interesting. I can see like Frasier as Thrawn. Does that make sense to you? I don't or... know enough about Frasier. You're in the wrong podcast, Stephen. No, I'm no. a Seinfeld guy. <laughs> <laughs> real, so real, I, a real Frasier crane that uh, that Thrawn is. <laughs> maybe that's who they'll cast for the Ahsoka show. <laughs> is he What's alive? I don't know. Yeah, I know. His, I know is his he's name Frasier. No, his name's not Frasier. Oh, um, okay. Oh man, I don't know. I thought my head Whatever. is fine. Um, really funny though, Sam. I was laying in bed last night, uh, okay. awaiting the peaceful tide of sleep to wash over my at tired. Four body. in the morning. At four in the morning. Yeah, because I'm a bit of a night owl, as, as everyone knows. Um, a few episodes ago, we answered the question that was on everyone's minds. Yeah, do missiles crit? <laughs> Well, Steven, um, we crit the bet on that one. We we crit the bet on that. Are you kidding me? That's so fucking funny. I'm so happy you just said that. Um, Sam, missiles don't crit. Because they're an area attack. They're an area attack. An they, area most projectiles, most missiles are either doing burst or splash damage. I think usually burst yeah. damage at starship scale. Meaning that they do not crit. Yes. A natural 20 on an area attack of any sort. This is your... 
your auto fire weapons, your your burst weapons, your splash weapons. Those are guaranteed to hit if you roll in that 20. Don't get me wrong, but they don't deal any additional damage. Nate, Champion Corn, everyone out there. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. Also, how did no one catch that? That's our formal apology. That's our formal apology for disseminating this this lie that no one caught. Um, but yeah, core rulebook under the area attack section and character combat. A natural 20 on area attack. But roll. not under the normal attack section. No, it's not. Which... It's not on the normal attack section. It's not under. Which, I mean, if you're reading it like a book, like it was meant to be, then it's it's right there. They're pages apart. OK. Um, I think there should be an addendum on the wiki where it's like special. Maybe. Like, like colon. And that says. Yeah, area it's honestly. Do if, not double damage on crit. If the RPG was written today, it almost certainly would have that written on every single missile yeah. entry. Um, if you'd believe it, the, the unifying philosophy behind Star Wars Saga Edition's design was keep it simple, stupid, <laughs> if if you could believe that, which simple back then was relative to 3.5. Yeah. So I think they did an all right job. Absolutely. Well, OK, do you want to get into some emails? Um, we got an email. We got an email. We got we got a few emails. A couple emails. We got a couple emails. Did you want to start with Champion Corn stuff or do you want to get into the Yeah, the let's, newer... start with, let's go back with um more Nate stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. We haven't answered Nate's stuff like prominently in probably a little bit. Like it's it's always been there, but this is, you know, we haven't opened it with it in a, in a Yeah. So, um Nate wrote it. Does every class eventually get to attack more than once? 5th edition fan detected. Is it specific <laughs> <laughs> To be clear, I put that in. Nate didn't write that. <laughs> is it specific classes? Feats? Is dual wielding even worth it? And if it is, how? Well, Nate, I don't know if I could really answer that last question. That's going to require quite a bit of, of like mathematic analysis. I didn't quite have the time to sit down and, and write out. And I, I couldn't actually find anyone writing out how worth it it is to do a multi-attack build. I'm going to assume, benefit of the doubt, that in most of the time in Swish, Swishy, in Swissy, if you invest in something, it's usually worth it. Most of the time, if you accept paddle meditation. <laughs> <laughs> but Steven, I put four stacks of gambler. I'm ready. I'm set. Put me up against CL19 fucking enemies. I'm ready. Four stacks of gambler. Oh my God. Could you imagine? I can beat the emperor and Sabak. Is that okay? Does that, does that save the, me and the emperor Sabak one-on-one for rights to the galaxy. I, I think he'd take it. I think he might take Honestly, it. Honestly, I want to roll that out with the, with the stat block and see what would happen. He has um, pretty high wisdom. He's got really sure. high wisdom. He'd probably just mind trick you into thinking you yeah. lost. Uh, anyway, multi-attacking. Got any um, threes. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. You love Multi- making the Emperor say just fucked up shit. I love it's it. The best. It's so it's great. The best. Um, anyway, I'll answer your last question first, like usual. Is it worth it? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you everything about it that I know. And you can decide, and I'm sure some people who have the time to do this sort of math on their free time. Uh, we'll, we'll tell you if it's worth it or not. So let's let's start at the very basics, Sam. Full attack. It's a full round action. You attack with both weapons you're armed with, or a double weapon. Or both sides of a double weapon. Yeah, yeah, or both sides of a double weapon. Um, double weapons include, like, obviously, a, light, a double-sided lightsaber, sometimes called a saber staff, is the, is the most uh, appropriate... Um, Probably the easiest thing that comes to mind. There's also a bow staff that I think counts as a double weapon. Isn't there like a double-sided Sith blade that's not a lightsaber? Yeah, there's also a double-sided like vibro blade as double-sided well. Double-sided vibro blade. Yeah. Um, makes me think of Knights of the Old Republic. That, those are always fun to use. Um, but yes. Do you attack with both weapons or both sides of a double weapon as a full round action at a minus 10 penalty? Pretty ass, right? Like, pretty just bad. Yeah, at first. pretty bad. Yeah. Um, well, that's why, you know, yeah. level one characters aren't usually making double attacks. Exactly. Double attack. 
What the hell does double attack do? That's a great question. It opens up the world of multi-attacking to those characters who may not be wielding two weapons and are not wielding a double weapon. So we're talking like single lightsabers or blaster carbines, stuff like that. Exactly. And here it is. Double attack prerequisite base attack bonus of plus six. So, you know, you this this takes time to get to. Yeah. It's level six for a soldier or a Jedi we're talking about here. Effect. Choose a single exotic weapon or weapon group with which you are proficient. When you use the full attack action, you may make one additional attack when wielding such a weapon. However, you take a minus five penalty on all attack rolls until your next turn because you're trading precision for speed. Normally, making a single attack is a standard action. Special. You may take this feat multiple times. Each time you select this feat, it applies to a different exotic weapon or weapon group. If you take this feat with heavy weapons, it also applies to vehicle weapons. Don't forget vehicle weapons are heavy weapons. That's really cool, actually. It is very so, cool. What that does, it doesn't give you any any um, bonus to doing it. It just lets you do it with one weapon instead Indeed. of two. Or gives you an additional attack if you have two weapons or a double weapon. Remember, it reads, you may take one additional attack when wielding such a weapon. Oh. So you could take this, say I have a double-sided lightsaber, I take double attack for lightsabers. My full attack is now three attacks because I have double attack. Does that make sense? That's wild. I can barely believe it coming out of my mouth, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. That's so triple attack gets you four attacks around. If you have two weapons, yeah, two or weapons. a double sided weapon, or a double sided weapon. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also the so we have double attack, triple attack, and those both apply to weapon groups rather than yes, those apply to entire weapons, weapon groups rather than like melee or range weapons stuff like that. Exactly. And then there's also full attack, which I uh, no sorry, dual, dual weapon master, dual weapon master. That's the one. So. Sam, I know what you're thinking. All these attack penalties are really dragging me down. I just want to swing my sword super fast. What the fuck could I possibly do about it? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> well, a, well, 80s surfer cloud strife. I guess you can <laughs> take the dual weapon mastery uh, feat. Is that a feat? Yes. There's, oh, thank God. <laughs> God, Sam, please learn about dual weapon mastery. Dual weapon mastery is a feat. There's dual weapon mastery one, two, and three. All of each are feats. You can probably guess in which order you might want to take them in. But the text reads as follows. Prerequisites for Dual Weapon Mastery 1 are Dex 13 and the base attack bonus of plus 1, so you could very easily take this at level 1. Wow. the right conditions. When you attack with two weapons, or with both ends of a double weapon, as part of a full attack action, you take a minus 5 penalty instead of a minus 10 penalty on all attack rolls until the start of your next turn, you gain this reduced penalty if you are wielding a weapon with which you are proficient. Normally, of course, if you take a full attack action, you take a minus 10 penalty on all attacks for that round. So there you go. That's pretty fucking good at level one. Pretty fucking good. So, all right, this is going to fucking crucify, crucify me now for this. But the question is, if I'm not proficient in a weapon, do I take minus five? Is that what it is? Let's see here. I believe it's that. If I'm not proficient in weapons, minus five. It's not, I don't gain it. No, if you listen, I'll point to the last sentence of, of the rules text for this feat. You only gain this reduced penalty if you're wielding a weapon with which you are proficient. But if I'm not proficient with a weapon, do I just take minus five on a normal attack with that weapon? Or am I wrong? If that you sounds had, right. If you had dual weapon mastery one. Sorry, no, no, no. Just, what? just normally. If, I'm, if I have a, a, oh, a rifle and yes, I'm not proficient I am with so it. sorry. Yes. 
The penalty for not being proficient with the weapon you are attacking is minus five. Okay. Yes. And if I'm proficient, I don't get a bonus. I just don't. Yeah. If you're proficient with the weapon, your penalty is minus zero. Been a while. (laughs) No, absolutely. So dual weapon mastery three. What's the prereq for that one? How early can I get dual weapon mastery three? Well, for how about we go to dual mastery weapon two first? You're you're jumping ahead. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm just excited. You're excited. I can tell. I know when you're excited. You feel it in the energy in the room. Uh, absolutely. Sure. The, the temperature like raises about two degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Dual Weapon Mastery 2. Same as before, but with a minus two penalty instead of a minus ten penalty. The prereqs are Dex 15, Dual Weapon Mastery 1, and Base Attack Bonus plus six. So keep in mind, if you, are, if you have Dual Weapon Mastery 1, and your Dex is 13, and you're just barely meeting that Dex requirement, you won't be able to increase your deck score fast enough to get dual weapon mastery too. So make sure if you're planning on a dual weapon character that your decks is high enough from the get go. Cause if you're just barely meeting that 13 decks requirement for dual weapon remaster one, you will not be able to increase it in time for the earliest possible moment. You can get dual weapon mastery two, which is again, pre-rex pre-rex decks, 15 dual weapon mastery one and base attack bonus plus six. It's a minus two penalty instead of a minus 10 penalty. My, I mean, going from minus 10 to minus 5 is already great, but yeah. going from minus 10 to minus 2 is insanely good. I like to think about it, and this is just my personal opinion and my personal experience, that's about when it becomes viable oh, to absolutely. do this. Like, well, you, you're hitting level 7 around that point, and exactly. you're probably going to take a uh, double attack as well. Exactly. So, tentatively, I'm, you know, level 7 Jedi, d- double attack, and uh, dual weapon mastery too. So I can make three total attacks in a round at minus two instead of minus five or minus ten, which is insanely good. And let's say I'm a point by build. I've got plus I've got 18 decks. So yeah. plus four, I believe. Yeah, that's plus two to all attacks. And stormtroopers don't have a lot of don't have no, a high AC thing. or, or reflect defense. Rather. If you want to wade into a crowd of stormtroopers and swing that double double sided lightsaber like there's no fucking Tuesday, then. <laughs> Sweetheart, you're gonna have a great time. I don't like how you talk to our listeners, Steven. You really pull out these names. I, I think we're not on a personal level with them yet. Maybe episode 100, you can start calling them sweetheart. Oh, episode better, 100, I can't wait. Yeah, we got a real special thing planned for that one, guys. You better start asking about the dinner if you're gonna keep talking like this to our listeners. Christ. Um, how about Duel Up and Mastery 3? <laughs> this one's pretty beefy. I think this might be one of the more expensive feats in the game, and it makes sense because, oh, mama. Prerequisites. Dex 17. 17 dex score. Outside of a point by a game, good luck. Fucking hell. Not, not until maybe level 8 yeah. or 10 yeah. around there. You can do it, but who mama? You're going to be ugly. You're going to be ugly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're charisma. <laughs> dex 17. Dual mastery 1 and 2. Kind of goes without saying. Yeah. And base attack bonus of plus 11. Plus eleven. Yeah, so, so you're a you're on your way to Jedi Masterhood at this point, or wherever you might be. Damn, pretty pretty sick, nasty. But feats that you must take if you have any sort of hope of wielding two weapons at once in the system. Um, genuinely, I wish you luck. Um, and we were talking about like vibe making these viable. Yes, and we had a player who's oh. <laughs> sorry. That's... I think. I, I hope we can get him on to do his build because the build's really great. It involves like desperate gambits. Oh, you're, I, I was thinking of a different character. Oh, for a well second. then, Sorry. <laughs> I'm talking about um, you know, Jedi Master who did a lot of it was crit based. So. Yeah, it was a crit fisher as I like to call it. I wanted to bring that up for 
conversation later, but go ahead. Crit Fisher. Okay, that's yeah. cool. So yeah, um, I think it was Desperate Gambit lets you reroll the first attack every turn. Yep, yep. Um, I think Instinct... Well, I don't know if they, they took it, but Instinctive four, instinctive Attack lets you spend a force point to reroll an attack. I love that. Which too. is really great also. Mm-hmm. And then there's stuff like... Um, I think what, what other things let you reroll? Does it have a pod? No, something increases your critical threat range to like 19 or 20. Ooh, it might be weapon, that's um, thing. weapon specialization, or uh, what's it called? Critical specialization, oh, maybe, maybe, but oh, man, they're gonna have to tell us what, what we're thinking of. But it, it does let you crit on a 19, yeah. So, the, mm-hmm. imagine first of all, doubling your percent chance to crit. Uh, of course, I think it's only if you still hit on a 19. Critical strike, critical strike, that's what it base is. attack bonus plus nine, weapon focus with chosen weapon prerequisite. And, you know, level you know, Jedi Master, you're probably going to eat weapon-focused lightsabers. Absolutely. And it's just so cool. I just love stuff like that where it's like, okay, uh, I roll, okay, I roll four times with a full attack. Um, if uh, I can re-roll the first one, I can re-roll one of the, of the other three. And then, uh, oh yeah, 10% chance to crit. Uh, five different rolls. So maybe, uh, what is that? That's a, a 50% chance to crit in that turn. Yeah. If at all. Yeah. Which is mind-blowing to me that you can get sort of those kind of big moments and then and then uh let's say your scoundrel party member has uh fortune's favor oh no no uh no you have for you would have fortune's favor i guess yeah. it only works when you make a critical attack mm-hmm. which is great so all right no let's let's stack it up even more the crit fisher gets even fishier because <laughs> <laughs> wait can we can we pause for one sec when what did you what were you talking about when you said 50 percent chance to crit so you have. I want to make sure our math is right. One, so full attack with triple attack. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. That's four opportunities to crit. And that's 10% chance on each. Yes. 40. I can reroll. Does that make sense? I, is that how math works? That is how math works. Okay, cool. Great. To crit at all. It's yeah, to crit, crit at all. Yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Crit in yeah. A row. Okay, okay, good. So that's 40. Yeah. And then I get to one reroll for Desperate Gambits, 50. And then one reroll for Instinctive Attack. That's 60, actually. Sorry, our math was wrong. That's a 60% chance to crit. I'm still not sure that's how you add probabilities. I think it is. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll let... We'll yeah, let, absolutely it is. What do you mean? This isn't a math podcast, Steven. Get your <laughs> shit out of here. I'm right. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm, I think for the purposes of discussion, you're correct. <laughs> you know, we're having a talk after this. <laughs> it's at the very least four or five times more likely to crit yeah. than you would otherwise. And you can't ignore 10% that. 10% times four or five <laughs> is 50%, damn it! <laughs> Not the same as five times more likely. I think it is. Okay, well, we'll let... Uh, there's there's people out there no, who know No, absolutely better. it is. If you roll a d20 one time, that's a 5% chance to roll an at 20. Yes. Now, if I crit on a 19 or 20, that's a 10% chance to roll. Now it's 10% chance, yes, of course. If I roll five d20s, Steven, that's a 50% chance. It makes sense. It makes sense. College ruined my ability to, un- like, to, to trust in that. That's that's a build for another time. That's a build though. for another time. I definitely time. like that. Sorry, idea. did you get through your point? I didn't want to argue with you about math on our Star Wars podcast. My crit Fisher. <laughs> no, no I, you're I, you're talking about that scoundrel. Oh, fortune's favor. Yes. Every time you make an at twenty, you get an extra standard action. Yeah. So full attack. Uh, use that standard action immediately. By the way. Mm-hmm. So even though it's a full round action to do a triple attack, I, I still get an extra standard action to attack right then and there. So. Even more attacks. I wonder how many attacks you could potentially fit in one turn. Well, I think that that character you're talking about, that player was able to to Jimmy four or five attacks per turn, maybe at least maybe at least once per encounter. Absolutely. But I I don't think they had instinctive attack. 
No, they did. They did. They did. Really? Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. Then I'm sure we could we could uh, bunker down and and look at the the bet crit the best crit fishing build that we could. That would be fun. I love. I would love fun. to just. Uh, and if yeah. you have a crit fisher that you want to have please us in, talk you, about in the podcast, if you've please. maximized attacks on a single turn and threw in triple crit, baby, that's a crit fisher. I'd love to take a look. Absolutely, oh, easy money, man. Oh, triple crit also. I uh, love yeah, triple yeah, crit. Triple crit was part of that. Well, as far as multi attacks and dual weapons, I, I have one more thing to say. Um, Owen Casey Stevens, who did a lot of work on Swissy back in the day, is now the lead developer for just a little game called Starfinder. Uh, he wrote a multiple attacks web enhancement that it's like several paragraphs that goes down into it way better than either of us could hope to do. It's on the Wikia. You could probably find it maybe stored away as a PDF on some server somewhere. That is what you should read if you want everything to know about um, multiple attacks. Uh, Owen does a great job writing it up. He's a great guy. Um, he, he does a lot of independent uh, homebrew work, too. I actually bought a friend. He has a 52 and 52 uh, 52 supplements in 52 weeks. Um, it kind of got bogged down by the pandemic and, and everything going out. So it's more like 52 in like give or take 128 <laughs> or so like, um, but yeah, every few weeks he releases a, um, a homebrew supplement that works across Pathfinder, Starfinder, 5e. And I think that's it. Um, really cool stuff. Um, yeah, he is one of the, I, I think he's credited as one of the writers yeah, for Sag he's edition, wrote, written several, I don't think he had anything to do with the core rulebook, but I know at least the, like, the Unknown Region source book he wrote a lot for, and, and a few other things, so he's, um, he's awesome, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Top ten work. list of people I'd love to get on the show. Oh, that would be cool, I he's so when, jolly looking too. Have I wonder when was the last time he thought about Sag edition. I want to ask him myself. Sam, we, we gotta edit this, I forgot one thing about multiple. Attacks. What did you forget? We, multiple attack proficiency. That's what I was saying the whole fucking no, time. No, you weren't. What do you mean? I've been saying multiple attack proficiency, and you've been correcting me by saying dual weapon mastery. Yeah, because those are different things. Then what is multiple attack proficiency? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> multiple attack proficiency is, what shall we call it? A family of talents spread out across a variety of talent trees. Um, to name just a few. Based on weapon group, you can get your multiple attack proficiency talent from the melee duelist talent tree, the gladiatorial combat talent tree, the weapon master talent tree, the duelist talent tree, which is not the melee duelist talent tree. It's Jedi. It's a Jedi thing. And the I wouldn't understand. It's a Jedi thing. Yeah, that's fair. And the gunslinger talent tree gives you multiple attack and more. All have talents called multi attack proficiency. For example, let's take a look at. The melee duelist talent tree, multi attack proficiency for advanced melee weapons. Text reads Whenever you make multiple attacks with advanced melee weapons as a full attack action, you reduce the penalty on your attack rolls by two points. You can take this talent multiple times. Each time you take this talent, you reduce the penalty on your attack rolls by additional two points. So you could pick up dual mastery one and two and then slam down one of these multi attack proficiency talents. Again, they're across many different talent trees depending on the weapon group you're going for. Dual Weapon Mastery 2, plus one of these multi-attack proficiency talents? You're in the clear, that's no penalty. Do I get a stack overflow error if I keep going, Steven? Am I gonna, is it gonna roll back and I get plus 256 to my attack? No. Oh, man. Naturally, if you try to go, say you have Dual Weapon Mastery 3, and you think you're doing something clever by taking a multi-attack proficiency talent, no, you're not gonna get a negative 2 penalty, therefore plus 2 bonus to your attacks. The, the, the ceiling, or rather the floor, is 0 here. Um, I'm not sure what combination of dual weapon mastery 
and multi-attack proficiency is considered uh, optimal. Is dual weapon mastery a feat or a talent? Dual weapon mastery is a feat. So that's multi-attack proficiency is, is a, a talent. talent. So that's where it is. Yes. So I suppose if you wanted to pay a high cost of the talent and get your penalties down as soon as you can, then absolutely go after these these um, penalty reducers. Um, though, as a clever listener may have noticed, a lot of these are not available until you get into like the prestige class level, like gunslinger talent tree. Obviously, that's only available to gunslingers. Duelist talent tree is only available to Jedi Knight, Sith Apprentice, Jedi Master, stuff like that. Jedi um, Knight's doable because you're level seven up by then already. Exactly. Um, weapon Masters, Elite Trooper only, Gladiators, Gladiator only, blah blah blah, Melee Duelist, Melee Duelist only. So this is a it's interesting. Yeah, we are we are in the the prestige realm when it comes to talking about these these talents. But um, super cool, I think. Uh, Nate, that's that's all I got on dual weapon and multi attack. Let's jump into the next thing on your list here. Next thing on my list, the alternate dark side rules. Can I read this part? Please go ahead. Uh, Nate says. I don't want to take my players' characters away, but I want consequences and rewards. Are there alternate rules for this? Maybe something similar to KOTOR. I've been toying with an idea, but I'm curious what's already out there. I think stealing characters is dumb, and I refuse to do it. Nate, your your tone at the end of the email there, I absolutely adore. Like, I think stealing characters is dumb, and I refuse to do it. Way to put your foot down, man. Fuck yeah. Fuck I refuse yeah. to do it, too. I refuse would, to do it as well. I think you'd have more fun... Having a player, you know, redemption arcs are more fun than, oh, it's out of your hands now. Sorry. Fucking go home, make another character. Fuck you. Well, see, like, this comes up a lot. You know, we all talk about like, oh, if your character falls to the dark side, the, the game master takes your character. Um, I was curious because like, we all know that's true. But, I, I, you know, true rules is written in the core rule book. I'm not convinced many people are actually doing that at their tables. I'm sure it's rules in the, as intended also. Of course. I just don't know. If, well, Steven, you know. How hard is it to fall to the dark side? It's like pretty hard. You have, you to, have to get a dark side score equal to your wisdom. So you have to do like, let's say not a terribly high wisdom score is 12. Mm -hmm. That's a number. You have to commit 12 atrocities, basically, before the GM says, OK, that's that's mine. That's enough. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> like, well, also, how easy is it to get rid of dark side points, Steven? In the core rulebook, immensely easy. You spend yeah. a force point, go, huh. Yeah, I feel better. It's literally <laughs> like you have to try to get like a dark side score. Of course, and and this is this is what the this, I have two little paragraphs here from the core rule book about the dark side score. A character who commits an evil act increases their dark side score by one. What constitutes an evil act is discussed under dark side transgressions. Regardless of how many evil acts a character commits, the maximum dark side score a character possesses is equal to their wisdom score. Thus, a character with a wisdom score of fifteen can have a maximum dark side score of fifteen. A character whose dark side score equals their wisdom score has fully embraced the dark side and is wholly evil. A hero who falls to the dark side becomes a GM character, unless the GM wants to allow the player to continue playing the dark side character as a sort of campaign anti-hero. So the GM doesn't take your character sheet? Not always. Not always. That is the impression most of us seem to have. However, the core rulebook doesn't say that. In fact, it already offers an alternative at the GM's discretion that includes the player in the game still. Just evil. Yeah. Um, the Jedi Academy training manual. Uh, this is the one I don't own. Very expensive on eBay, if you happen to look it up. <laughs> offers a uh, maybe slightly more elaborate 
explanation of what's going on here. This is the under the submission subheading in the philosophy section of the dark path section of the Jedi Academy training manual. Submission. Once a Jedi it has completely submitted to the dark side, that is, once their dark side score equals their wisdom score, all bets are off. Holy shit. <laughs> they know, the shit just got real. <laughs> they no longer have any need, let alone desire, to monitor their actions. I know a couple players like this. For they have become a full-fledged <laughs> darksider, whose agenda has totally changed from what it was at the beginning of their descent. Those who once worked with them now see what they have become and might choose to take appropriate action, like uh, Lassie, <laughs> including trying yeller. to kill. Oh, Not oh, Lassie. oh shit! You're right. Lassie was stuck in the well. No, no. Lassie <laughs> saved the kids stuck in the well. They don't fucking, they don't kill Lassie for her war crimes, Stephen. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! They already mentioned it. Might choose to take appropriate action, including trying to kill them, like Lassie. Like Lassie. I mean, old yeller. <laughs> More than likely. More than likely, the Darksider will leave the group to pursue their own goals and never see them again, except as an adversary. So that's kind of like the Game Master taking your sheet and being like, okay, this is going to be an NPC in a few seconds. Like, they're gonna, it's going to be a boss battle and it's going to be your friend. Oh no, how tragic. <laughs> but it's going to be great because I have a playlist all made already and it's going to be awesome. Exactly. And I got the RGB lighting tuned just right. Yeah. <laughs> Red, table. red, and then hey, when we redeem them, it's gonna, baby, it's gonna turn blue. There we go. <laughs> um, I like that. I like yeah. that in sort of. I think as a player and as a DM, I could, if, depending on the player, yeah, I could totally come to them and be like, "Hey, what do you think your character would do in this situation?" Exactly, without um, making it meta gamey. Because I know, you know, I think it depends on, depending on your group. Some of them are really cool about shit like that. Yeah, and you know, hold on to them for dear life. Cause if they're cool about shit like that, that means you can pull off all their cool shit with them. Oh yeah. Um, and, and we can talk about like evil characters versus evil players in a moment. I think it's worth discussing when the dark side comes up, but uh, I, I wanted to do all that reading just to demonstrate that the core rule book isn't really telling you to take their character sheet. Not exactly. At least um, there's obviously a lot more nuance here. And, and I don't think anyone wants their character sheet swiped just for making, shall we say bold, character decisions um there's room for evil player characters in in many stories i think not every campaign certainly but i I definitely think it's it's territory worth exploring um there's lots of variant dark side rules that i'm very excited about um did you want to touch on a few of those yeah let's go for it cool we got time yeah how how are we doing on time we're doing pretty well cool so maybe we talk about dark side rules and then we'll talk about like redeeming your friends rules how about that okay cool so a lot of these are from the Jedi Academy training manual and the Force Unleashed campaign guide, both fantastic supplements if you want to kind of bring this more evil element into the campaign. Uh, this one's called Resisting the Dark Side's Call. If a character's dark side score is equal to more than half of his or her wisdom score, they can attempt to resist taking a dark side point. If they make a successful wisdom check with DC equal to 5 plus their dark side score, they avoid increasing their dark side score in a situation where they normally would. I used this rule in my campaign, Sam. Do you remember how and when? No, <laughs> I wasn't um, a force user. So That's true. You probably weren't even paying Didn't really attention. apply to me very much. We had a great Jedi, a prominent member yeah. of the group. A lot of her choices shaped the the narrative, mostly because I mean, hey, a Jedi in a dark time story. It's hard not to center the story around that. Well, it's just choice. free. Po- it's free real estate. Exactly. Exactly. 
this was definitely a more of a gray Jedi. And whenever she used a dark side force power, which was pretty often, um, I had her make this check because she wasn't exactly evil, but she also viewed the dark side as a means to an end. She believed that there were justified uses of evil acts with the force. Especially and dark it, rage, just as cool as fuck. And like. dark rage is cool as fuck. <laughs> like it, it was also, it was, it was cool. And you know, that, that character didn't see a problem using evil means to defeat evil enemies. And I, Hey, you know, well, let's say, all right, Steven, before we, we dive into that a little more, oh, yeah. How do you get a, you can actively give yourself a dark side point yeah, in the, not can. just from doing heinous acts. You're right. Like putting ketchup on you a know, sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can also gain dark what if it's side. It's a meatloaf sandwich. That's fine. Okay. Well, the ketchup's on the meatloaf already. Yeah. It's not, you're not act. I'm not, if I'm making a leftover sandwich of meatloaf, I'm not putting more ketchup on the bread. There's enough ketchup on the meatloaf. Okay. I'm just telling. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but, but so right. you can give yourself a dark side point to reroll an attack, right? Is that is that it? That's actually a homebrew rule. That's I made a homebrew rule. Yeah, that's huh? a homebrew oh, okay. rule I made up. I I think it might. Someone definitely thought of that before me, but um, yeah, I I introduced that. That's cool. Thank you. Um, that there's actually a a similar um variant rule in Force Unleashed that we'll cover that inspired that. But you're right. There's many ways to get a dark side score. Maybe we should open with this. Major transgressions, I can get into the moderate and minor transgressions. This isn't a philosophical exactly, podcast, yeah, yeah. Steven. These are, the big, these are the big ones that definitely increase the dark side score by one. You guys can figure out the rest of the stuff at your tables. Performing a blatantly evil act. Killing an unarmed innocent. That's a good one. Killing a surrendered imperial? I would say, yeah. If you are like a Jedi, if you have a code. Yeah. Then to Jedi are not supposed to harm enemies that have laid down their arms. Period. No one can argue with that. If you're a gray Jedi, uh, really depends. I think I've given out dark side points for slaying uh, surrendered imps. Absolutely. And yeah. I think I, I feel pretty good about that one. But maybe you have different feelings out there. I'd love to know. Using a force power with the dark side descriptor. Now, I love this one because there's quite a few force powers that maybe should have the dark side descriptor. But... Thought bomb, thought maybe. bomb, mind shard, um, memory walk, shatter point. She, uh, no, no, that that no. one's actually that that's like Mace Windu's like um, oh no, it, shatter point is like the name of Mace Windu's like ability where he can see the future through various oh, shatter points, no, junctions that's of the, fate. Well, that's not what the force power and, is. No, the force power you find a weakness in you. I think a structure, a droid, or even a person, and exploit it. Um, like a structural physical weakness. Okay. I don't know if that one's evil, but. Yeah, there's quite a few force powers where it's like, yeesh, rend. Rend is not a <laughs> dark side force rough. power. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of lore squabbling that we could get into about, like, okay, you know, like with force lightning, you're summoning emotion, dark emotion to do that. Rend, maybe you aren't? I think force grip's pretty, uh, it's only been used actively in evil situations to inflict harm. The Order 66 podcast discussed force grip to an insane end, much like we have in our own group. They concluded, and I think this is a pretty good one, harming someone with force grip is not a dark side act. Killing someone with force grip is. Absolutely. And that's pretty be. good. That's fair. That's pretty good. But I think all of the questions that force powers present in the system as whether or not they're dark side are answered by the third bullet in this major transgressions list. Using the force in anger. Yeah, it all comes down to player emotion, character emotions. A like Jedi that. only uses the Force for knowledge and defense. Yoda. 
Put that one on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Does he say that? Is yes. that attributed to him? Okay. Yes, yes, it is. yes. He, he probably says it in his own silly way. I thought but... you were just impl- like giving him as an example. No, 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 no. That's he said that. So therefore, is every application of the force outside of that worth a dark side point? I don't know. In a Clone Wars campaign where we're all super happy go lucky Jedi who want to do good, then yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Knights of the Old Republic, yeah, maybe. <laughs> But, you know, as a GM, you got to decide how Jedi are your Jedi going to be. And, of course, you know, the Jedi class can be anyone. It doesn't have to be a, a, a Jedi, a member of the Jedi Order. But if you have a member of the Jedi Order, hold them to those tenants, man. That's what I think, at least. Otherwise, they're going to be able to get away with whatever they want. Right? Yeah, we don't want that. This is why I like the Dark Side system in this game, because it's kind of a dual game balance and role play guidelines. Yes. Like the Jedi are very powerful and can get through maybe every challenge you throw at them through mind tricks and cutting open holes in walls with lightsabers. But the dark diplomacy, we call it. Yeah. (laughs) Aggressive negotiations. (laughs) Negotiations. There we go. Um, But the dark side score is a check against that kind of murder hobo behavior. Absolutely. And I think that's what Swissy has over other systems. Whereas system, eh, Role-playing in general in tabletop games is like, oh, I'm chaotic neutral, so I can steal all this money from these orphans. And it's like, yeah, it's like there's no way in like fifth edition or anything to ch- to like check that unless you're a cleric. In which case, yeah, I can check that. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no way for like for or you to check that for too. for like sort of uh, rogues or, or or warriors or anything like that. Yeah. But in Swissy, you've got the dark side system, so you can give them a dark side point for stealing from those poor, hungry orphans. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, here's that other dark side rule I wanted to tell you about that inspired the reroll and attack one. Calling on the dark side. This is from, oh, this is actually from a web supplement. That's cool. Uh, the old Jedi counseling uh, column back in, way back in the day. If your dark side score is less than your wisdom, you can call on the dark side to gain a temporary force point. If the force point is not used before the end of the encounter, it is lost. Calling on the dark side is a major transgression. Only heroic characters can call on the dark side. So this is kind of cool. Maybe the hot-headed young Padawan or the misguided, errant, lonely Jedi in the Dark Times calls on their emotions to get that Force Point, and you can use it however you want. Um, There's also a couple more here that are worth talking about. When you commit a Dark Side transgression, your Dark Side score increases by a random amount. 1d6 minus 3 for major transgressions, 1d6 minus 4 for moderate, 1d6 minus 5 for minor transgressions. This never reduces your dark side score, even if the result is less than zero. Also, the threshold of evil. When your dark side score increases, roll 2d4 and add your new dark side score. If the result exceeds your wisdom by five or more points, your dark side score increases to your wisdom score, and you instantly turn to the dark side. So, obviously I don't think these are meant to be included in every campaign, but if you want the dark side to behave a little more differently... And obviously, look at the mathematical relationships that these alternate rules have to really figure out what you want. But these are pretty nice to sprinkle on top. Um, my, I think if if my if dark side points were given at like a dice roll plus a modifier, yeah, I would be way less likely to do stuff that exactly. would incur those because I I don't have a guaranteed way to know how many I'm going to get by doing this act. Exactly, and with threshold of evil, you know, you might do that quick shortcut evil shortcut that progresses the story faster that gets the party what they need the ship the wealth the whatever um but hey that might be it for you depending on what your gm's going to do with a dark side character man that is 
I like those rules. I, I like those. I, I, I like those more so than the normal like point give out rules because it yes. definitely feels more impactful. Absolutely. To like player behavior and it, it, the consequence. It's like the sword of Damocles, just lightsaber of Damocles. Lightsaber of Damocles. <laughs> lightsaber of Darth Macles. Darth <laughs> Macles. <laughs> Hanging above my head. Very there. good. Uh, <laughs> Very good. But that's what it feels like. I have. There's definitely more like urgent uh problems rather than the one point at a time my my wisdom score is 15 why do i even give a shit all right uh oh this is the one i've been thinking of this whole time it's from the force unleashed campaign guide great campaign guide worst cover great campaign guide don't look at me like that oh you think sam whitworth's gonna hear that and and not come on the <laughs> no, show No, it's just the second time you've mentioned it <laughs> I'm, i feel strongly about it. <laughs> sorry all right here we go this one's a little long but it's worthwhile as a free action, any character who has the force sensitivity feat can spend a force point to add any one force power that has the dark side descriptor to his or her active force power suite. That power can then be used as normal. However, when the power is used or at the end of the encounter, it goes away entirely and may not be recovered by any of the normal means, including resting for one minute, spending a force point, making use of the force recovery talent, or rolling a natural 20 and use the force check. You remember that? Rolling a yeah. nat 20 returns all your force powers? Love it. Um, similarly, any character who has a force sensitivity feat can spend a force point as a free action to temporarily gain the use of any force talents from the dark side talent tree, dark side devotee talent tree, or the Sith talent tree. A character must meet all prerequisites for one of these talents to be able to use it, and the character can spend more than one force point over the course of an encounter to gain multiple talents from these talent trees. So you can just get real fucking mad, spam a few free actions, get those force points, spend those force points to get some dark side talents, maybe some dark side force powers, and just go fucking ham on someone. You know what? This this BBEG has really pissed me off. I'm going to level up mid-combat. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> no, like, BBEG strikes down your Padawan, or maybe your pilot, or your best friend? Or your lover? Or your lover? When's a better time than to do this? Just the cinematic feeling of it all, the gaining as many talents and powers as you want in a turn, as long as your your dark side score can take it. Maybe you take your dark side score to the max for this one moment. Damn. That's cool. Maybe in seeking to destroy the evil, you become the evil, like Luke's greatest fears when he faced the vision of, of Vader as himself in that cave on Dagobah. Whoa, man. I love really that. Star Wars in here right now. I love that scene so much. It's a very good one. Because they just they just made a really shitty cutout of like of Mark Hamill's head. <laughs> I remember yeah, it was a plaster. I remember I think I've seen some behind the scenes like plasters of it. Like it looks so um, bad. When I was a kid, I, I watched those movies, of course, very young. And way younger than before I could understand like metaphor. Yeah. And like, you know, imagery. Yeah. And so I never understood that scene. It was so confusing to me. Because they do the kind of like uh like eighties thing where they um God, what what is it where like the footage kind of looks like that? It's like slow but yeah. fast. Yeah, it just yeah, looks yeah. strange. And like I didn't know why that was happening. I thought something was wrong with the VHS, and then, you know, I'm looking at it and Luke is Vader. I'm like, I don't get it. Luke isn't Vader, but you know. I figured it out. <laughs> Thanks for the anecdote, Steven. So those are all my favorite variant rules that have to do with falling to the dark side. Do you want to touch on, like, atonement briefly? Like, yeah. how do we get out of Yeah, let's of go for evil? it. Yeah, yeah. So, 
like ten minutes yoga. Yeah, uh, like little... <laughs> <laughs> some mindfulness exercises. I, I, there's a good kelp tape that we use to really clear out all the dark side points in your body. Get those fucking five uh, G blockers. Five G um, for your dark side point blockers. <laughs> so the core rulebook offers a very uninteresting solution to this problem, and that's spending a, a force point and then. You're good. Are you sorry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that works. Maybe if you're using daily force points, maybe that's cool. Yeah. Who knows? Some GMs go the Bart Simpson route and make you write, I will not use force powers in anger. That's a good one. I like anger. I will not homework. Like, that's yeah. That. Like, yeah fuck, fuck what I'm about to read. Like, just give them a homework assignment. Give them like a print out a third grade level, like math sheet <laughs> and say, bring this back complete next week. Like a or times you. table. <laughs> yeah. Shit yeah. Like that. No, that's good. Yeah. Fuck. There's the new homebrew rule. You got to do third grade level math homework to. to if you're gonna handle your problems like a third grader, you got to fucking <laughs> solve the third grade problems too. The core book also offers up dramatic heroism. I don't really need to explain or discuss that. I think we all know what that looks like in Star Wars. Um, Star Wars is pretty much about that anyway. Um, if your evil player wants to do something cool to atone, let him do it. Take away those dark side points, baby. Dramatic it's- heroism is Han coming back to the Death Star. To save Luke's Absolutely. ass. Absolutely. Vader picking up Palpatine and chucking him down that shit. There we go. That's like, the that's perfect atonement exactly. right there. Exactly. Like, um, anyway, atonement in Force Unleashed campaign guide. Same as the core rulebook. Spend a force point to reduce your dark side score, but you must spend 24 hours in meditation contemplating the dark side. I like this because it ramps the cost up just a little bit as a cost of time. Maybe if they're hyperspace zipping across the whole galaxy for long periods of time this isn't that big of a price i just like that there's a temporal requirement attached to it 24 hours that's pretty good maybe that takes the jedi out of the action for a special encounter i don't know but definitely consider using that if you do like the force point to remove a dark side score rule because without some other requirement attached onto it it just doesn't feel good to me here's another one from the jedi academy training manual um i'll just read it any character with a strong connection to the dark sider can urge them to turn away from the dark side. This requires a persuasion check, which can be made once per level for the dark sider. If the skill check equals or exceeds the dark sider's will defense plus their dark side score, whoa, look out, that's going to be a high value. And they are actively listening to the plea, the dark sider's dark side score reduces by one. Others can attempt to assist the character making the skill check with the aid another action. I think of I'm going back to Return of the Jedi. Luke turns himself in on Endor and is captured by Vader. He's cuffed, and he's like, I know there is good in you. Stuff like that. And Vader's like, whatever, dude. <laughs> Fucking takes a hit of his vape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's a good one for Vader, because I think that's like, he starts thinking. Yeah. About like, because... What Vader says to Luke in that scene isn't like, shut up, I'm bringing you to the Empire. It's like, I'm bringing you to the Emperor. It's, we can take him together. We can yeah. get the Emperor out of the picture and it'll just be you and me and that'll be okay. Like, like Rule the, two, yeah. baby, father and son. Exactly. <laughs> like, Vader's like, okay, well, Palpatine sucks and is evil. Maybe I can kill him with my son. And that's one step less evil than I'm going to bring Palpatine into the picture and kill my son. Where do him. you... Where do you think Palpatine went wrong? I think it was when he lied to Anakin that his kids were dead. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I feel like that's like right where it went down. Because Palpatine never should have done that unless he was sure. And I think 
things have been going pretty good for that guy that weekend. I don't know if you noticed in Revenge of the Sith, kind of everything went his way. Like, no, what do you mean? Like, he got found out. Oh, he, well, he won. Like, he powered through it, but it was a rough weekend. Well, he did the Palpatine classic. He got caught and said, oh, geez, oh, well, and then started blasting lightning out of his yeah. fingers, and it worked. And it deformed him, and his fucking apprentice, he worked so, he worked fucking years <laughs> to get that guy in shape, ready, fucking loses an arm and a leg and shit. He has to buy cybernetic enhancements okay. for him. And then he misses CrossFit the next morning. <laughs> like, you know, Palpatine's not having a good weekend after okay, that. Fine. Maybe everything didn't go exactly. He just didn't want. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. But with all the evil laughter at the end of that movie, I think he's okay with it. I think he's taking it as they come. So you've never had a bad day and then just laugh about it afterwards. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's weekend at Palpies over there. Like, fucking hell. I I like that's what the sequels are about. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure what the sequels are about. Man. Um. Okay, so that's a good point. Maybe things didn't go perfectly according to Palpatine's plan, but no, I think you're right. I think the critical fuck-up was lying. He knew that they were still alive, at least I'm pretty sure. He knew, like, everything, so he probably knew. You could feel him out there. Um, I I think, yeah, I think lying to Vader, which, I mean, he had to do to keep Vader in that, like, perpetual agony so he could be controlled, but... Yeah, no, that, that's probably, that's, that's a, I can't think of any better time where Palpatine fucked up exactly than when he lied about the twins. No, yeah, I can't think of anything. Yeah, either. no, yeah. CrossFit's pretty bad. For you, <laughs> that, that might not be. I, I tried. <laughs> I can't, because then it'll just be that for the rest of the show. It's true, it's true. We, we need a separate podcast that's just like Pal- a talk Pal- show with Palpatine. <laughs> God, I think that's all I have. Oh no, there was one home. Sidious tonight. Sidious tonight. That's pretty good. Lord, that's amazing. (laughs) Okay, there was one more thing from our good friend Lil Literalist. He had a dark side score homebrew rule that was cool that I wanted to share that emulates the Knights of the Old Republic way of doing things. In Knights of the Old Republic, Sam, you haven't played it because you're a fucking weirdo. Sorry. Continue. People our fans were surprised you hadn't played. That's all. I'm working on it. Yeah, I know. You got, you got we all got shit on our list. Um you start neutral in that game. Yeah. And then as you make good or not so good choices, the meter moves up towards good or down towards bad. And that's it, really. If you want to emulate this in Star Wars Saga edition, uh, do the following. This is on Lil Literalist House Rules page on the Star Wars Saga Edition Wikia. Pretty easy to find. Um Number two, under his The Force section, characters without Force sensitivity will treat their dark side score as a continuum, with zero being incredibly aligned with righteousness and the light side, and your wisdom score being incredibly evil and aligned with the dark side. You will start with a dark side score that is one less than half your wisdom score rounded up. Effects that target creatures with a dark side score of one plus will affect you if your dark side score is greater than half your wisdom score. A little complicated. He breaks it down into English here. For characters who are not Force-sensitive, dark side score is the only relevant so far as being exactly zero, above zero, but less than wisdom score, or equal to the wisdom score. This mimics the light dark side tracker from the Knights of the Old Republic series and allows a heroic character to make a mistake every now and then without being functionally the same as a PC who has nearly but not quite lost themselves to the dark side. So this is more appropriate for maybe the morally gray scoundrel or the righteous soldier uh maybe not appropriate for the show or the noble mandalorian who will do things for the cause exactly precisely i thought that was worth mentioning because i I thought it was no absolutely and you know i think i believe it was in nate's email he wanted to know anything 
closely relating to KOTOR regarding the dark side rules. Yeah. I think we covered that pretty well. Yeah, me too. Um, is that everything from Nate's email? No, we have like one or two left. He He's asking us about De- Destiny, and I'm like... I'm like trying. I'm just saving that one for last. Like, <laughs> I need to sit down and I, dear listener, I have an admission. I've never played the game with the Destiny system. I've stuck to the simple safety of the background system. I have a lot of reading to do with the Destiny system. I was scared of it when I first started the game. It was one of the. It was some of the fat I trimmed off when we were all first learning this game, and I was like, mm. oh, this Destiny shit's a headache. Let's kick that down the road. Um, I'm not even going to be using it in my next campaign. But I do want to do it because I've seen what it can do for players controlling the narrative. And applied correctly with a patient and clever GM, I think it can totally provide a super unique and player-driven experience in Star Wars Saga Edition. In a sandbox campaign, I think it's going to be, like, crucial. Because every character is going to have kind of their own compass, more or less, to direct them in a, in a vastly open world. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll touch on the Destiny system, and I think there's a couple other things he wants us to talk about too. But we're almost reaching the end of Nate's email. Nate, thank you so much for this uh, beautiful and huge email. It's guided our creative direction with these episodes. Um, I mean, for what seven episodes now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're a listener to this podcast, thank you with this song. That was weird. That was really weird, man. I'm sorry. That's okay. But you think thank people you. are going to like listening to that? No, let's start over. <laughs> Good call. I, I might leave it in, yeah. but we'll, let's we'll, start over. Let's we'll see if it fits in. Uh, we just want to say thank you, as we always do, at sort of the halfway or three quarters way part of through the show. Yes, we, we always call it the halfway, but it's always it's like always solidly like 40 three. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. But um, I noticed, I don't know if we talked about this yet on mm. the show. I don't think we did. We got our first iTunes review. Got our first iTunes review from Very our good happy. friend Champion Corn Nate. Thank you yeah. so much. That made my week. Absolutely. I'm sorry we didn't see it when it actually happened. Um, just something with email, whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, because it was on the 24th of November. Oh, wow. We got wow. The review. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I feel dude, bad because so it, like it was like three weeks ago. But you know what that means, Stephen? What? Is that, you know, we're just one of the top, ra- top rated Star Wars podcasts on, on Apple Podcasts. You're kidding me. Because, well... Just because one review at five stars makes us a five-star podcast, Stephen. I've never felt more five stars in my life, Sam. Um, but yes, as always, thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to all of our patrons. Absolutely. Get on that Patreon. Like I said, always say more of a tip jar if you like what we're doing. There's a few things up there right now. Just a few maps Sam threw together. Very, very, well, no, not threw together. Very, very cool maps. They, up were, there they were labors of love. For yes. Sure. Um, I'll probably, uh, I wanted to get stuff up there sooner, but the holidays are coming. So look for stuff from yeah. me next year. A um, couple weeks. <laughs> I know, right? We're and, so close um, to the end of the year. Yeah. And shoot. Um, much love. Peace and love. Peace, Peace and love. love. Um, you guys are the podcast. There wouldn't be a podcast without you guys. Um, as always, send in your ideas. Give us your input. Give us ideas for the show. Give us things you want us to talk about on the show. Um, the I, email is darktimesswse at gmail.com and our Twitter is at darktimesswse. Sam, so we, we have an awful lot on our plate here and it's looking like we don't have time for a build this week. Yeah, we've we've we chewed up. We've taken more into our little podcast mouth than <laughs> we can swallow. But we do have something very cool instead. Yes. So th- we got an email from Baby Yoda. And I, I mean, really, we, we got a baby, we got a baby Yoda email. He, it's him. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. It's um, him. It's him. But no, this is actually something that was really popular back in the day that I, I totally forgot to invite. Um, if you want to send us an email in character, oh, as, absolutely, as your Swissy character or as a, as Darth Maul, as as Luke Skywalker, if you want to be in character for your email or for your input for the show, please do. It's I love it. It's, it's so cool. Great. And it's you're going to see great. Baby Yoda here send us a fantastic little email. How about you read this one? I'll read this one. I don't have a Baby Yoda voice, so I don't think Baby Yoda has a Baby Yoda voice. Wow. But he can type. That's he, fine. He can type. He can type. That's pretty good. Greetings unto you, wise scholars of the Force. Questions I have. Answer them. You must. Firstly, what advice for selecting Force powers have you? Hmm? Fond of Force grip and vital transfer am I, and have negate energy I do. But what other powers might I seek? Moreover, what talents are good for those who wish to use jetpacks? Mando has jetpack. Wish to know how to emulate him, I do. Hungry I am, as this message I compose. Ways to get food in Saga Edition there are, yes? Tell me you must. Sincerely, Grogu. Fantastic stuff. I love um, that little guy. I love that little guy. I love that he's a little puppet. I love that he's green. I love that he vomits sometimes. I love that he eats little macarons. Yes, yeah, just honestly. And sometimes little frogs. Little, sometimes the live offspring of a... Of of a of a stranger <laughs> of an actual person yeah, yeah of an actual like <laughs> like per, like sentient being oh man I always imagine those taste like giant boba yeah know? they looked really tasty in the show that was a good uh, episode too with the the Navi, oh, with the, Navi white spiders yeah with the spiders and oh, crashing the ship oh really? everything about it super fucking like tense too I was like a little Absolutely. scared I was oh, worried man. they weren't gonna get out of that one. me too I was like oh, that's it. which I can't say a lot for TV shows because it always feels like like oh they're gonna fucking come back next week Mandalorian was great at that most episodes I found myself scratching my head like I don't know how they're gonna get out of this yeah like I don't it, it, except the last episode of season two I knew how they were gonna get out of it. <laughs> when ever since they were like it's one X-wing how could that save us I'm like baby <laughs> I know no the one spoilers. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, but uh, you should totally watch. Uh, watch Watch Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, so good. Legal or not, like I don't even care. Pirate I don't care. it. Pirate like, it. Who fucking cares? That's that's great. I think yeah. it's that good that you should pirate it. Good force powers for Baby Yoda. I you wrote down some great suggestions here. I son. read a lot of stuff down here because I was thinking about that little boy well, and how I want him to live a long and bountiful lifetime so in this long. great big galaxy of ours. So long. So I was thinking. I got a little bullet points here. Kinetic yeah. combat. Great. A little Babby's not going to have very high strength or dex. He probably has no strength or dex, yeah. to be honest. He so, waddles everywhere. But his innate wisdom and intelligence with the Force, that's kinetic combat, baby. Now, not that I... Or a, a combat baby. Combat baby. <laughs> not that I necessarily view uh, Grogu as sort of like a lightsaber user. I don't think no, that's ever... No, definitely not. He's definitely more of the Jedi Consular type. Totally. Than, than a lightsaber user. That's why I didn't put any lightsaber forms on this list here. Yeah. I've got um, a lot of, like, buffing allies and stuff like that. Valor. Absolutely. The Valor. I believe uh, Valor and Spire are both force powers, and they both they behave are. slightly differently. If yeah. You, you, you want, should we just read them? I got yeah, Valor go right it. here. Valor. It's a light side force power. Um, so you can't add a force point to this if you have any dark side score. Kind of back to the dark side discussion. Your target is one ally within 12 squares of you and within your line of sight. It's a standard action. You make you use the force check, and uh, like we sometimes do, we got a table here. Depending on the DC, the target gets a plus one, plus two, plus five, or plus ten bonus to their will defense against mind affecting and fear effects until the start of your next turn. If you're going up against a Sith baddie, this is key. 
absolutely required and honestly could mean the difference between life or death if you're up against a, a very strong force using manipulative enemy. What does the special say underneath the table? You can spend a force point to activate this force power to have the bonus apply against all effects the target will def- uh, will defense. Which is really good. Yeah, you can also maintain Valor round to round as well as a sweat yes. action, which super cool. If you spend that force point, that is so fucking worth it. Potentially a plus 10 bonus to will defense against all mind-affecting effects. Or, sorry, against all effects that target will defense? Yeah. Hot mama. Bring in multi-target? Oh, yeah. Force secret to Well, that? so, uh, again, let's look at the... Well, that was Valor, right? Yeah, Valor. Let's look at Inspire. I love Inspire. Because they're very similar in that regard. Because they both target uh, will defense and mind-affecting effects and fear effects and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think Valor... Um, it's really just the range is what it is. Uh, Valor has that 12 square range. But let's no, no. Take... Six, all, all, all allies within six squares. Sorry, that's Inspire. Inspire. Inspire, oh, yeah. Sorry, I yeah, said yeah, Valor, yeah. yeah. Valor's got that 12 square range, but Inspire's got all allies within six squares of you. And that is the same plus two, plus five, plus ten. If you roll at least a 35, though, the targets become immune to mind affecting and fear effects until the end of their next turn. That's really good. And I'm, I'm looking at the special here. You want to hear this special? Well, yeah, let's hear it. Spend a force point, grant each target a plus 2d6 bonus hit points when Inspire is first invoked. Damage is subtracted from those bonus hit points first, and any bonus hit points remaining at the end of the encounter go away. What an awesome buff, uh, buffing force power. That is so sick. Oh, absolutely. I think it, the, the only difference over Valor is the range, really. But if you're, let's say you're in a little Bjorn, a little baby Yoda Bjorn. Yeah. Then you're going to be within six squares of your main guy, which is fine. Absolutely. So you don't need to worry about it. No, no, you don't. Um, I also put on here levitate. I, Very I good. saw that. I think that's a perfect one for our, our friend Grogu here. Absolutely. Cost a move action to use. I think you move six squares or whatever it is. Yep. And it's great. And, you know, much faster than waddling. Float sure. over difficult terrain, float over lava hazard. You know, you know what it reminds me of um, in the Lego Star Wars game yoda had like a, a little walk with like a cane he right? did he did but if you tapped x if you held x he jumped if you tapped x he jumped into his little like fucking jedi uh jedi master chair Shit, really yeah and then would levitate around at, at like a way faster speed than whoa the yeah that's it's only in sick. the og uh lego star wars it's oh, not okay. in two or in complete saga. that explains why i don't remember it yeah yeah. Whereas in two incomplete saga, he pulls his lightsaber out and starts fucking like walking. That's like, right. He does that crazy walk. Oh. <laughs> the crazy walk. Like I he's running with shit. scissors. I love that shit. One I wanted to add to your list, Sam, is a, a personal favorite of mine. It's, it. a, it's a classic. It's another light side mind affecting a power. Uh, it can be a reaction or a swift action and it targets one ally within 12 squares of you and your line of sight. Oh, I know which one is. Yeah. Enlighten, baby. Yeah. You make use the force check. The check result can instead be used as one attack roll one skill check, or one opposed check until the start of your next turn. Not as a defense? Not, oh, sorry. I only read half the description. (laughs) Or the target can do that, like what I just said, or use the check result in place of one of their defenses, one of their defense scores, until the start of their next turn. And, you know, my use the force check is going to be 1d20 plus, if I'm skill focused, Mm -hmm. plus half my level plus 10? Yes. So that's fucking great. Yeah. And then plus five for my charisma mod also like that's it's going to be high. It's going to be high. Like imagine 
thinking such putting out putting such good vibes out into the universe you deflect blaster fire seriously <laughs> seriously and we see jedi do that all the time uh yeah well it wasn't it, it wasn't his skill with the blade that helped him deflect blaster bolts it was his good vibes because <laughs> he had that 5g blocker dude i saw you put force track on here i don't even think i've heard of this one yeah I oh it's cool force track is cool I, I was thinking you know if you're gonna follow in your father adopted father bounty hunter dad footsteps then you might want force track which is you know it helps you what go ahead and read what it says actually. you determine the path taken by a specific creature you designate provided you're within line of sight to the creature's trail you can track the creature without needing them to make survival checks for up to one hour uh provided the creature you're tracking passed through the area within the last minute and then uh the last minute that increases to the last 10 minutes the last hour and the last day depending on your use the force depending check. on your use the force check that's pretty good yeah that's great for one of those campaigns that takes place on, like, one planet. Absolutely. Stuff like that. It's a swift action, too, by the way. I can also, not just Grogu, but I can also see, like, maybe our, our edgy, Force-sensitive bounty hunter. Like, oh. maybe, like, a Saj Ventress-type character can definitely take advantage of this. Uh, oh, and you can spend a Force point to track two targets simultaneously. That's really cool, That's actually. Really what? Cool. Okay. Uh, um, Steven, what's I'd next? love to digest more of this Baby Yoda email. No pun intended. But I think we're out of time this you week. You think we're out of time? You know, we 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 only we can get through the rest. I think we're out of time this oh, week. Oh, okay. It is six o'clock. Grogu, so sorry, but we'll have to pick this up next week. Yeah. Um, we've got everything saved, so don't worry. We'll get right into it first thing next week. I think we both know you have a good teacher. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we'll help wherever we can. We're like little tutors for Grogu. Absolutely. Homeschooled. Uh, <laughs> well, we should have a build next week, folks. We got we got stuff in our pocket. Don't you worry. Yeah. We yeah. just I think Stephen and I tackled a good chunk of 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 like. What, Nate, what we want to talk about dark side score and stuff yeah. like that. I've been itching to talk about dark side rules for like weeks now. So I'm, I'm glad we got that down on paper. And as much as I know that some of you would love to listen to a two and a half hour Swissy podcast. Um, I don't want to edit a two and a half hour <laughs> Swissy podcast. <laughs> I like to keep it in that hour, 10 minutes mark. Oh, yeah, nice and digestible. Nice and listenable. Yeah. All right. Well, um, folks. Have a great night. No, oh, I know I need a quote. I need no, a quote. That, you don't know how to do it. Either. Oh, yeah. You, you, you look for the show. you look for a quote. I'll close the show out. <laughs> the Dark Times is produced and edited by me, Sam. Steven is my co-host here. You can find us on Twitter at Dark Times SWSE or you can email us at Dark Times SWSE at Gmail dot com. Steven, do you have a quote for us this week? I do. And it's one of my favorites. Let's hear it. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> OK, yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. Did I master goof? Gorge. Is that Kingdom Hearts? I, it's it's a fucking crime. We never got Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts. No, I'm glad we don't. You don't really? I mean, the, the honestly, it's it's still possible. They didn't ruin it with Tron. Like they didn't ruin Tron. Tron and Kingdom Hearts is great. Oh, I, I forgot about Tron. Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, we're that possibility. They're still making those games. Can't you just imagine? Well, I mean, I thought three was a pretty good end to it, but. No, they're still ma- they're making four though. Oh God, Christ! <laughs> that wasn't the end. No, you didn't know that. Kingdom oh, Hearts four. Are the monkeys paw curls? <laughs> yeah, it it might it looks like twenty twenty three possibly. Veda, did you leave this? What what is this? What's this paw on the counter here? Did you what? Did you leave this here? <laughs>